So it is such a rare occasion that I get to do this, but I have the privilege of being here in the same room with Reverend Roger Butts. (laughs) That never happens. (laughs) That never happens. Roger is, for those of you that are new here, Roger's our associate minister, and he's here when I'm gone. So we're, it's, it's like, I hope we don't break the time-space continuum or something. You know. Thank you for covering for me, Christina. Thank you for covering while I was gone. Um, interesting, you know, we're, we're again very blessed. We have an associate minister. We have Christina who is enrolled in our ministry program right now. This morning I had a lovely conversation with Gabby, who some of you will know from our YOU. She just turned 18. Uh, She's been talking to me for about a year about her interest in unity ministry, and she went to Unity Village for rally, and she's on fire. So um, we we are celebrating because unity ministers have a tendency to have a little more gray hair than than that. (laughs) And so um, I, I say that to you. The reason I tell you is because sometimes we think we're our little congregation just here in our little corner of Colorado Springs, and we don't realize that people from here are moving in the world and that what we're doing is happening on a bigger scale and that we have, we have our hands in the proverbial pie when it comes to what happens out there in the unity world. And certainly, Julie and Tom are a really good example of that. We can be very proud that these people who put so much time and love into this movement come from here, that there was a motivation that started here and a calling that was received here, and uh, so I'm delighted to have you, and thank you Mm -hmm. so much for being here, and I will turn it over to you. Okay, thank you. (sighs) We are really going through change, aren't we? Yes. Yes, and we are in really, really challenging times, and when we experience change, what do we usually do? Am I the only one that goes, yikes? <laughs> you know, we, we decide that we go over and rehearse what we could have done differently. Or we think about who did something wrong and who did something right. We blame ourselves and then we blame each other. Am I the only one here? Well, I'm here to say... When things change, change everything, okay? And the first one of those is change is a divine appointment for our greatest good. So why do we always go to, yikes, I'm afraid, I'm scared, I'm sad? Well, we'll be talking about that reality. We're going to be talking today about ultimate reality, we are going to be talking about observed reality. And then the one that we usually practice the most, the distorted reality. <laughs> but as we're talking about divine appointments, I would, and that there is thoughts or things, and we just pick up on this stuff, I come in here, Ariana does not know I'm going to talk about change, right? And what does she do? She gives me this beautiful cup, change your thinking, change the world. 
synchronicity, right? And then there's another divine appointment that Tom and I moved back to Colorado nine years ago. And you know, unity ministers have um, oh, a, a bond between them. And so we meet every month in Denver, the unity ministers. And we have, peop- we have ministers from Colorado Springs. We have ministers from Denver, Boulder, Loveland, Evergreen. And we all come together to support one another and to talk about what's going on in our churches. So I do think that we have a divine appointment. Yes, Ariana. And so thank you for being here. Ah, I know this is really interesting. And I just have to tell you up front, this is really emotional for me. And the last service I cried. So hold on. <laughs> Somebody asked me, have you learned how to talk through the crying? And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been a minister for 20 years. And recently, I've had a big change. I uh, resigned from my church in Evergreen. And, you know, it's just that you have this calling. You have this, this still, small voice that's calling to you and telling you what to do, Right? And I knew it was God. But then when I finally turned in my resignation and got home, I'm like, yikes. I don't have a job. Yikes. What am I going to do? There's been all kinds of belief systems that I've had to work through. And one of them was, yikes, I don't have a job. To which I had to just really sit down and go, breathe, breathe. And know that that is a belief system that I learned from my father and my mother. We always had jobs. I've never not had a job. So to rework that and go, okay, I am surrendering to the infinite possibilities of the universe. (sighs) I know, take a breath, right? Surrendering to the infinite possibilities of the universe. So let's get back to how we react when change happens. Now we change everything, right? And we know that change is a divine appointment for our greatest good. It's our first principle. There's only one power, one presence, God, the good omnipotence. So every change is a divine appointment for our good. So why do we go to that scared place or angry place or a place of deep, deep sadness? Well, coming in as a good unity minister and truth student, it was always interesting to me that You know, we talk about positive thinking and changing our thinking. And then I make a change, and I'm like, yikes, what's going on? Well, I'm here to tell you the good news. It is your mind taking care of you, right? It's the reptilian brain. And we use this reptilian brain when we're small children, And we touch a hot, burning stove. And what instantly we do is we go, oh, hot, 
And it serves us really well, that reptilian brain. But as we get older and move into our lives, we have this thing going on in our brain. It's the human brain that's trying to keep us safe. That when something happens to you, you have this little calculating mind that goes through every past data that you have ever experienced this. Somebody does something to you and you'll go, yikes, my dad did that when I was six. Or say, your spouse leaves. They walk out that door and you never see him again. What does your brain do? It starts calculating. Calculating, calculating, calculating. Oh, this happened to me when I was this age. This was happening to me at this age. It goes all the way down to when you were a baby in the crib and your mom walked out on your nap time and you didn't know she was coming back. That's what's happening with your brain. So what happens is that something happens to us, like abandonment, and your brain starts clicking through. Okay, and then what do you do? You lay your past data on what's happening to you. Now, that's what you call distorted reality, right? We can move into observed reality. Now, that is a big step in unity. When you become the, um, the witness of your life, I know many of you have, have done that, that you can just stay present and go, oh, that's interesting. I do it all the time. I, this was, okay, I'm changing. You're doing a, your story, right? You're starting a whole new series. This is my story. Okay, well, you know, I could see myself. I'd go, okay, this is my story. And then I would start telling a bad story. And in the back of my head, I'm going, oh, wow, this is interesting. And I keep it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling a bad story. I was going to change my story. But I was observing myself telling the bad story. Has anyone had that? And then you finally get, I know I drive my husband crazy. I'll go, oh, you know, oops, never mind. Clear cancel. (laughs) And you hate it when people do that, right? (sighs) But it's changing the way you think, the way you think. So my friends, I think we are on an evolutionary journey here. I believe, first of all, you and I made a commitment to be here on planet Earth right now, together. There is no mistake that you are in this sanctuary right here and right now, and we're together. Do you believe that? So we've signed up for this evolutionary practice of unity. And what are we being called to do? And it's, I learned it at this church. You change your mind. First of all, people ask me, are you out of your mind talking about this? And I say, yeah. You have to get out of your mind. 
and into your heart. Into your heart. I, I learned this 25 years ago at this church, Edie Skalitsky. We were having a board meeting, and Edie Skalitsky brings in David MacArthur, who was a unity minister as well. And he was very, very into heart math. Um, that whole thing changed my life. When, uh, when you'd go to, and let me just tell my story. So, okay, I start meditating on my heart. And I would go to my cushion and ask my heart, okay, what's my next step? Become a unity minister. And I would go, okay, let's go back to work. The next day, I would sit back on my couch and go, what's my next step? Become a unity minister. Yeah, right. Uh huh. So then the next day, what do I do? What's my next step? Become a unity minister. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally. My next step, become a unity minister. To which I went, okay, is today, or is this the right time? (laughs) Is this the right time? Uh Uh-huh, this is the right time. And as I did that, I was lickety-split. Well, some of you were part of that um, experience with me, but I was in Unity Village so fast, it'd make your your head spin. But it did lead me to my highest good, my highest good. So where does that bring me now? We're on an evolutionary path here together, right? And I do believe we're moving into our heart and meditation. Now, I've been been preaching um, meditation for a few years now, right? And the many things that I've ever heard from people is, I don't have time to meditate. (laughs) I know, you get it right. You don't have time to meditate? Where's the priorities in your life? What do you take out of here when you move into a new experience of living, what do you bring out? You bring, the only thing you escape with is your consciousness. You don't get to take your money. You don't get to take your house. You don't get to take your work. You don't even get to take your friends. All you bring with you is your consciousness. And you don't have time to meditate. I don't get it. I just don't get it. So, my, sto- my story is, and I believe this is very, very true, we have the science to back this up, that what we are to do is in meditation, and we had a wonderful experience of that with our meditation today, is we go to our hearts. We are the love That is God. And you know what? Guess what? We change our neural pathways. The reptilian brain is is the oldest part of your brain, right? 
When we sit in meditation and ah, feel love, feel appreciation, feel joy, what does that do? It actually carves new neural pathways in your brain. Now, this is important. It's really, really important. Because as you do that, as you build those new pathways, guess what? You don't go to ain't it awful. You go back to, wow, what a challenge this is. Wow, what an opportunity this is. Wow. And then I've also had questions about affirmations. Oh, affirmations are just words. Oh, affirmations just do not change my life. Well, okay. Look at it this way. You go into the silence, right? And you're building this energy of God and of light and possibilities. Silence. Charles Fillmore says that God is the silence. So you feel that silence, and then you take your affirmation, whether it is, I am. Um, My favorite is, infinite spirit, lead and guide me to my divine destiny. My favorite. So as you're doing this silence, you're building the energy, and then you take that affirmation, it's kind of like a bow and arrow, and you take it back, and you take it back, and you take it back, you take it back, and then out into the universe. And you know what? Those words return to you fulfilled. They're not words, and it's our responsibility to embody our affirmations. Another story I have to tell you that happened here at this church. I'm on the board, and one of the board members came in And she goes, oh, my God, I just got this new CD of Edwin Gaines. She's really this wonderful minister. And and take this home and listen to it. And so Edwin Gaines starts every one of her talks with the men in my congregation in, in Michigan loved this. Kidding. She would walk up like this and go, I'm a woman of power. And I got that that affirmation, and I went, oh, God, ooh, ooh. And so I really, for, that, for me to be able to stand up here and, and shout that to you, honest to God, 25 years ago, I got that CD, and I went, I'm a, I'm a woman of power. I'm a woman of power. Oh, God, oh. I just had such a connotation of power. And now, finally, I'm a woman of power. What can I say? A woman of power. So let me summarize here of what I've just shared with you. When things change, change everything. Every change is for your good. Every change is a divine appointment. Each and every one of us can change our lives by prayer and meditation. And that will make you a child of God. A child of God.
I think that sums it up, don't you? Okay, so as I was doing this talk, I wanted to really pizzazz you. I wanted you to remember this talk forever. Okay? Okay. So the next thing I have to tell you is I have become a hypnotist. Do I have your permission to hypnotize you? Yes. Okay, that wasn't good enough. Yes. Okay. Well, I've got my little crystal here, and you just watch it. Go back and forth. Back. You're getting sleepy. Oh, before I get you to sleep, yikes, I almost forgot. Your, your phrase of coming out of the trance Boy, that would have been a big mistake, huh? You wouldn't have been able to get out of the trance. So when you get, hear these words, God is, I am, your trance will be broken. Okay, let's say that together. God, God is, is, I am. Okay, we got that, right? So everybody will wake up. Because you know I am a master at this. Okay, now watch this. Go back and forth, my crystal and you're getting sleepier and sleepier and sleepier. So now just close your eyes and let my words become your words. And I would like to share with you a wonderful new vision for Unity Spiritual Center of the Rockies. A blanket of warmth and welcoming energy envelops everyone who walks onto this campus. And at the same time, there is an energy of vibrancy and excitement for expressing life at the highest level possible from a place of deep God-centeredness. It is obvious, even at first glance, that the congregation is deeply connected with one another and at the same time generously open-hearted to others, joining in the love fest. The divinely inspired dreams and aspirations of each member, congregant, and friend are incubated here through tremendous encouragement, outrageous support, and sweet nurturing and people experience real, tangible expansions of who they are and how they live their lives. Individuals from all walks of life are called to develop their spiritual leadership and abilities and then take their newfound consciousness and skill sets not only into the life of Unity of the Rockies, but out into their individual businesses communities, schools, families, so that God's love, light, and truth reaches far and wide beyond these walls. Individually, as well as collectively, as a spiritual community, we are awakened from the trance of of not-enoughness and continually live the life in the abundant flow of God's good, 
through purpose-driven livelihood. Loving relationships, peace of mind, spiritual fulfillment, and financial abundance. On the financial front, the question, can I afford this, is hereby and forever replaced with, is this mine to do? If the answer is yes, then it is easily and effortlessly done, and all the resources needed for its fulfillment are readily at hand. The inherent magnificence of Unity Spiritual Centers of the Rockies, youth, is called forth in ways greater than ever before. There is a beautiful synergy between what the parents and guardians are experiencing in the Sunday service and what the children are experiencing in their youth church. Because of this, rich conversations, deep connections, and relating with one another through spiritual principles become the norm within the homes of our families. Through expanded awareness, out-of-the-box thinking, and conscious action, we band together as a community to be an influence for the regeneration of Mother Earth while supporting and empowering other New Thought communities to do the same. This year, more than ever before, we are big as and for God. We are an avenue for creative mind to express here on Earth. We are an example of living fully, and we are a joyous, all-embracing fellowship. We are so happy and grateful to be living this expanded vision now. Thank you, God. And on an individual basis, I live in an abundant universe that delights in expressing its limitless supply through me. I make welcome, attuned to, and take action on any and all opportunities that come my way to increase the flow of abundance in my life. I surround myself with people who delight in the freedom that money represents, who are generous givers as well as grateful receivers, and who continually embrace the flow of abundance in their lives. I recognize that money flows to me easily and effortlessly, and I move through my day with calm confidence, knowing this is so. I say yes only to those things that lead to greater expansion, flow, and prosperity in my life. And so we let that be. God is, I am. God is, I am. God is, I am. Now I have a confession. I'm not a hypnotist. I just wanted to get your attention. And actually, if you take anything away from this talk, all it is, oh, here it goes. God is, I am. God bless you. Thank <laughs> you.